Hey, what's up guys? Matman SLC here again. Um, trying to do a little bit better about doing these more often. Um, also trying a new form of recording this on Zoom. That way I can have a video file of this in case I want to upload it somewhere. TikTok, YouTube, things like that. So bear with me while I get a better camera mainly. Um, so I have a couple of things I wanted to talk about this episode. So one of the main ones is uh, stimulus checks. Wanted to talk about stimulus checks definitely because that is a hot button or a hot topic, I should say. The um, UAE, the emergency op the um, emergency use for vaccines for COVID, and then I also wanted to talk about the uh, two inmates that have been in the news lately, Alfred. I can't even say his last name. Um, so Alfred and Brandon Bernard, both of the um, inmates that have been in the news that pretty much are only in the news because they are black on death row and were put to death. So before I talk about those great topics, I was actually, so I really wanted to talk about this, the fact that I was just scrolling through my newsfeed and uh, Tulsi Gabbard introduced a new bill banning biological men from women's sports. So I'm getting this from, uh, let's see, louder for, louderwithcrowder.com. Looks like they just put out a story for it. And it's definitely very interesting because, um, so her take on it is, uh, it takes a look at Title IX, which I believe that's, that's what it is. When the numerals in front, that means you have to subtract. So if it's a I in front of an X, I believe I'll look it up. And if I'm wrong, then I'm going to cut this out of the video. So you're never even going to know. So uh, Title IX was a historic provision championed by Hawaii's own Congresswoman Patsy Mink in order to provide equal opportunity for women and girls in high school and college sports. So it's definitely very interesting to see a Democrat take this stance when this is the party that believes that if you just happen to say, oh, hey, by the way, I'm a woman and you don't go through any of the surgeries, any of that kind of stuff, taking um, estrogen pills, getting your dinghy cut off. It, what doesn't make sense is how the party of science seems to believe that it's somehow hate speech just to say, oh, well, if you don't, call, if you don't use my right pronouns, then that's a hate crime. I don't really know. Um, that, that's its whole separate thing. I just want to talk about this real quickly because uh, it's definitely interesting to see a Democrat take this stance because she's essentially saying that this title has been misinterpreted, which, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Tulsi Gabbard. Um, I was super excited when she was running for president, but she just didn't get enough support. She's definitely a Democrat I would have voted for. However, that's neither here nor there. So essentially she's putting a bill together that says if you are not a biological woman, then you cannot play in a women's league, which I can't say doesn't make sense because whether you, I mean, I'm pro whatever you want to be, you want, if you have male parts, but you want to identify as a woman, that's cool. I really don't care. I'll call you by your name. Uh, if I knew you as Frank before and you want to go by Madeline now, that's totally, I, I honestly could, I don't care. Really. I, I just do not care, but I digress. I just wanted uh, that's definitely, it's definitely a new topic worth um, mentioning to see if that's going to gather steam or anything and how that's really going to push more friction in between a democratic party that's already fractured. When you say, 
half the party keeps saying defund the police. Then you have um, within that half of them are saying defund the police and the other half are saying, hey, so this isn't a good way to go about this because we're losing support for like Americans across. You might get half of California saying they support that. That's great. But what about the people that don't support it here where I live in Utah? Then it's like you kind of can't judge from the popular state of view because on on the coasts of the states, then like that meaning New York, all that stuff over there on the east. And then you come over here to California, Washington, Portland, all those places are very democratic. So it's definitely a democratic standpoint, but it's nice to see a Democrat that takes a Republican view to show that, hey, the ideals that we have are not that different, realistically. I mean, you look at what the difference is between the two. Really, Republicans used to want a smaller government and uh, people to be more self-sufficient, not have to rely on the government as much, and then Democrats, exact opposite. That's why they don't really get along much. But this should be a no-nonsense kind of why is this kind of an issue, just because men shouldn't play against women, pure and simple. Uh, people consider that a sexist take, which is mind-boggling because how is that sexist to say that um, any any male in the NBA could beat the best WNBA player? A couple years ago, and I'll um, I'll pull this up definitely uh, sexist because um, there are just certain things that men are better than women at, and it uh, turns out that in every sport that is differentiated by gender, so men actually play by a different set of rules, which is very interesting. I actually just found out that men even use different types of tennis balls when they play in these tournaments because the men play with the heavy felt and the women play with the medium felt. So the heavy duty felt that the men play with actually plays a, a bigger role on um, speed and um, not velocity, speed and some other part, not the biggest tennis person in the world in case you can't tell. Um, and the women's is slightly different, so it doesn't go as fast, but definitely watch this clip. On the court, could be near a 20. 40 love. Ace by Federer. Ace by Roger Federer. You guessed it, ace by Roger Federer. And ace by Federer. Ace by Federer. So essentially what happens is whenever this kind of stuff happens, when people want this equality kind of stuff, they're always surprised when, whether it be pay differences between the two genders, when, you know, this this actually could be solved very easily. Whenever people are saying, oh, well, they get paid more, it's not fair. You know what? I don't know what to tell you because the only reason they are paid more is simply because people actually watch the others. So like people watch LeBron James, people watch Steph Curry, people watch the NBA, nobody watches the WNBA. Women could watch the WNBA. And then advertisers would want to advertise on the WNBA. You can't just say you want more money when there's nowhere for that money to come from. Because the WNBA is not the NBA. Those are two totally separate entities. So um, for whatever that's worth, I just thought that was interesting because a Democrat actually sided with logic when it comes to genders. So as far as the stimulus check, so definitely I'm going to put my sources in the notes for the show. Um, so I'm going to be reading a little bit from uh, MSN. They um, 
pull a little bit from bits and pieces, uh, MSNBC, and then also the actual website for, um, from the U.S. Treasury for, because I'm also going to be talking about the CARES Act, that kind of stuff. So um, essentially, there's a bipartisan push to include stimulus checks. That means um, both sides are trying to come to an agreement, which is, I mean, finally, it's only been since March. People are losing their homes and they there are thousands of people lining up. It's actually quite sad to see in our nation that there are thousands of people lining up in their cars just to get food. That doesn't make any sense how explain nobody has yet to explain to me how these lockdowns are constitutional and necessary because they're not constitutional for a government to shut down your business or your way of life and not pay you to for the things that they took so they took away your right to work they essentially took away your right to live and if you have kids like i do I don't even know what I would do if the job I had was immediately taken away from me and I got one $1,200 check, or I think with my, cause I have two kids, it was like $3,000. You can't make $3,000 last for um, March to now. Okay. Um, I've had debates about this with family members and everyone's, everybody's so excited that Joe Biden's going to cancel $10,000 in student loans. That's fine. That's cool and all. But one, I'm not a fan of that because I don't want to pay for somebody else's stupid degree. If you can't, I have student loans and I am paying them back responsibly because, I mean, just so happens what I was even interested in studying has nothing to do with what I do now. That doesn't mean that like you, you should not be able to go and get whatever degree you want on taxpayers' dime unless you have a scholarship, something worked out where you're an athlete. The, uh, the taxpayer is not paying for that. So that's, that's just plain and simple. The university is paying for that. So if the university wants to pay you to take gender studies, that's totally fine. That's it, it's free to you. I don't care if you want to pay for, if you yourself want to take out loans to pay for a gender studies degree, knowing that you're not going to make any money. If you want to take out, if you want to be a theater major, if you want to be an art major, all these useless degrees, rather than taking student loans out to get a job that, yeah, you know what, maybe you don't want to do it then don't take a chance. But what doesn't make sense is for you to take these stupid classes and me to pay for as a hardworking citizen. Because that's what my taxes would go to pay for. It would go to eliminate student loans for the people who didn't feel like they were responsible enough to get an accounting degree, an engineering degree. Yeah, nobody wants those jobs. That's why they pay so much. But there's a reason that doctors get paid so much. Medical school is expensive. Doctors pay it back. Okay, the... So the whole thing when people say, okay, but the CARES Act, the CARES Act, the CARES Act, only let me, let me look into my, um, the before, actually before I get into that. So the, with, the, with this whole bipartisan thing, they're saying the checks are either going to be the same as they were with the CARES Act that, was two point, that carried a $2.2 trillion price tag. They're either going to be the $1,200 plus $500 per, independ, or per dependent or $600, the, the, not, not even including the 500 per dependent. They're just gonna give you $600 or they're just not gonna give you anything. The, those, those are the options. <laughs> so, so the options are you're gonna get exactly what you got in March, which showed to have helped, or they're going to give you $600, no extra money for if you have kids or nothing. They're just gonna expand unemployment benefits 
kick the can down the road as far as evictions, um, keep student loans paused. What doesn't make sense is they think that these things help people. What I don't understand is no economist has ever said, you know what makes sense? Let's not fund unemployment, okay? Don't fund unemployment, but do a, a universal basic income for the next X amount. We can renew it every two months, every two months. And so we can track to see how this is going. Because what's happening is people are on unemployment and they're not wanting to go back to work. Of course, if I can make what I make right now, plus an extra $600 a week, I would want to be fired too. I, I'd want to be laid off. Why not? The whole thing was at the beginning of the pandemic, it was awesome to be laid off because you literally, you almost made twice as much than if you would have actually worked, which doesn't make any sense because you're incentivizing people to not want to work. Absolutely un-American. What makes more sense is UBI. So there's no extra incentive for you to lose your job and it keeps the economy up. Whereas these PP, these um, payroll protection loans don't make any sense because one, they don't check if the, they, the only way that they check is if somebody's looking through records and notices, oh, hey, like the Los Angeles Lakers took out loans because technically the organization of the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Or the NBA that pulls in billions and millions of dollars, they filed to get some of these loans because they technically could, which I'm not mad at them for getting it. They of course gave the money back because too many, a lot of people complained as they should. You guys made, you guys made over a billion dollars in profit last year. What are you doing trying to take money away that should go to smaller businesses? That's not what this is for. But of course, with government, they're rather than put money into hands of businesses, to it give money to the people. If you're not going to forgive rent, if you're not going to do any of that kind of stuff, you're not going to do anything but give to unemployment, unemployment insurance, which, and then they, they couldn't even do something. I'm, I'm not for universal health care, but they couldn't even do anything for Medicare for all. Uh, as stupid as it is that are, that are, you can't just go to a company, a healthcare company and say, hey, I want to pay for this. Our healthcare is tied directly to employment. You lose your job in the pandemic. You lost your insurance. Doesn't help that we're in a pandemic. This all just doesn't, this all just doesn't make any sense. But what they want is for us to be so glad that they might give us $600 when they've only given us one one-time payment of $1,200, unless you have kids. And if you made over, what was it? If you made over $99,000 last year before the pandemic, but you got laid off right now, that's, that's too bad because it went off of last year's taxes. So what makes more sense is just universal basic income and don't reward people for not for being unemployed. Now, that does sound extremely rude, but at the same time, how many places were needing people to work for them, whether it's UPS, FedEx, Amazon, Smith's, fast food places, these places that actually stayed open. What doesn't make sense is to essentially take people's livelihood, not give them any payment, but continue to provide these loans and other benefits to companies that will just eventually be forgiven. This doesn't make any sense, but everybody wants to say, oh no, the Democrats are on the good side. The Republicans wanna keep this away from you when the Republicans are rightfully saying, hey, so what makes more sense is to get these liabilities, these, this liability protection, so you can't sue your employer if they tell you, 
hey, if so my employer would tell me, hey, Matt, I need you to come into work because we have a business to run. And if I say, no, I don't want to because of the pandemic, then they'll say, okay, then you'll be fired for not showing up to work. How does that not make sense? There are people that want to work. I was lucky enough to have a job where we never stopped working. Luckily, this virus wasn't deadly or anything, but even so, my employer took precautions. And even then, I take precautions in my personal life. I haven't been anywhere since March. This isn't that hard of a concept. One plus one equals two. But so rather than give UBI, they, they just choose to up unemployment benefits and just kick certain cans down the road. So the $600 was proposed by uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Um, his, his, um, the, the price tag on what he proposed is $916 billion, but that would be the one that would be the $600 per person, although it would cut back on unemployment aid. Because again, you want people to go back to work. We, you can't just give out money without giving out a product. There's a, if people don't work, there's no taxes. If there's no taxes, this cannot be paid for. That's the thing here. People aren't realizing that it is safe to go to work with certain jobs. Even if you have a job that's not safe, there, there are safeguards in place to where if you test positive for COVID, hope you don't get it, you can file for unemployment. That's totally fine. A lot, or a lot of places took the um, PPP loans so that way they can pay people to stay home when they get sick. Like that, how, how is this hard to understand that we need people to work to pay taxes to get the money? So all. All, these, all this you've been hearing about Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, it, everybody's at fault here. They're both, the, everybody is wrong simply because it's wrong for neither side to say, okay, we haven't decided on anything else. We need to decide on some form of payment for these guys or rent forgiveness or something because if you don't have money, if I have to choose between feeding my family or losing my home, I'm going to feed my family. This, this, isn't, a, this, this isn't that hard of a choice. And the, hard, the bad thing is, is the consequence, consequences of that are I would have to move, in, move back in with my parents. My parents are a little bit older. So if they get COVID, it's actually more dangerous for them to get COVID than for me, a 25-year-old healthy male. People didn't take that into consideration when they're freaking out about all these cases. Well, yeah, so you should want people to have their own space. This isn't hard, but they're wanting to play hardball with that. The most, the way you can tell that the Democrats are as equally as dirty in this is Nancy Pelosi rejected a deal that the president set forward for $1.2 trillion, which included another round of stimulus payments, just like we got back in the CARES Act in March. So the main, like, she, she, she rejected that. She said it wasn't enough. We want more because we want, to, we want to fund more of our cities. Essentially, these democratic cities and states are in debt, and they might become insolvent. They might not be able to pay their debts back. The issue with that is going to be, I don't want to, I don't, my state is fine. I don't want to bail out California for the way they govern and the way they rule, which isn't right and I don't agree with, which is why I don't live in California. If I loved California, wanted to pay my taxes there, 
highest tax, some of the highest taxes in this in the nation, along with state and federal, I would have moved to California. I don't want to live in California because they run it terribly. So to say that we should pass money, every, that everything needs to be lumped in together is absolutely ridiculous. There, there, there has been evidence of now that the election's over, both sides are saying, okay, yeah, let's, let's work on getting some payments. And they're like, the Democrats are still saying, okay, but we want unemployment. The Republicans are saying people are going back to work, but not in democratic cities. So in democratic cities, you need unemployment, but in Republicans and Republican cities, you don't because they're working that this is this, this they're playing, they're playing games with Americans lives. That's what makes politics such a dirty game because anybody can easily see, anybody can easily see this. If you were to say, okay, but you would have to cut back on unemployment because people do need to get back to work so we can pay this debt back because we can't just keep giving money away. Nobody's ever just sat down and said it because there are, there are economists saying that stimulus isn't even needed, which doesn't make any sense considering millions have been laid off since March. Millions have been laid off. We had the best economy in terms of, I don't, you can't use stock market because not everyone has stocks. We had the best economy in terms of the middle class over President Trump's presidency has gone up over $6,000. That's what the median wage has gone up by. Um, and then the unemployment was at an all-time low. So you, you cannot say our economy was not good in job creation and the, the amount that we generated. You just, you just can't say that. It's just not accurate. But eight in 10 Americans wonder how they're going to pay their bills when they come due according to, according to TransUnion. So that's, that's, not a, that's not, a small, it's not a small amount of people. Eight in 10 people don't know how they're going to pay their bills when they come due that were affected by this. And then half, half of those, so four out of those eight, are worried about losing their home. Because what if something comes up? What if they get COVID and there's nothing in place right now because it's set to expire here in 13 days from the time of this, well, 14, because December, so like the day after Christmas, it's set to expire. So Merry Christmas, Jesus. A lot of Americans are going to lose their home. All right. So next I want to talk about um, the emergency vaccinations that have just been approved by the um, FDA. I believe they approved it this morning or late last night, one of the two. So a lot of people don't understand what exactly has happened with Operation Warp Speed. Everyone hears the catchy name. Great name, by the way. Don't know who thought of it. Loved it. Classy. Not over the top. Right in the middle. Exactly how I like it. If you know what I mean. Um, so essentially, the, um, with... With Operation Warp Speed, what they did was essentially let capitalism do its work, which sounds absolutely like, can you trust capitalism in a time like this? The answer is yes, because Operation Warp Speed was essentially an advanced purchase order. So they would say, whoever comes up with the thing with the vaccination first, we will buy X amount from you. And of course, they're going to buy, so like the top three finishers or the, the government's going to fund vaccines from them. So, and like, we're not talking about a small number here. Like for most, it was an advanced purchase order of $2 billion. That's, that's a lot of money considering that these companies spent anywhere from a hundred million to, oh, this is a hundred million plus in developing these vaccines. So 
whenever people say that this Operation Warp Speed was not a good idea or it played no part, I don't know what to tell you. Because if you're telling me if I put up $100 million and you're going to give me $2 billion, $2 billion, if, you, if that's going to happen, then yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put day and night. So starting from January, we knew it was, that everybody knew it was happening. Don't let them lie to you about this again. Of course, the president knew, of course, but there's limited things that he can do. He can't just lock everyone in their homes like they would do in Australia. You can't, you can't do that. But don't forget that in February, when all travel was starting to get shut down, you had certain politicians saying this, certain Democratic politicians calling it a hoax. They were informed. They didn't say anything. Everyone was misled about this stupid thing. So when you go from January, everybody who could have known in government knew, to December, there's a vaccine. It's been tested, 95% effective, minimal side effects compared to death. And the, the emergency use is the important part of it because it actually takes about a decade so the, I'll, again, post these, post these links as well. So Operation Warp Speed from the um, FDA. I'm going to post that link in the description as well as whatever various news sources I got this off of so you guys can, so you guys can see where I drew my conclusions for everything regarding this subject. Um, so the, the important thing to know is emergency use pretty much gets rid of all liability. And that sounds scary, but that's only because it takes about 10 years to develop a vaccine. You need a bunch of studies. So the first people that are getting this vaccine are going to be closely studied because when they do a pool of it, that's not obviously going to be. So Pfizer, Moderna, and the other one, whatever the other one is, I'm not sure what the other one is. Um, they're all two, they're all two doses. You have to have two doses to be fully vaccinated three weeks apart. So what that means is that they're going to be watching these guys like a hawk over three months, starting from when they got the first dose till the end, they're going to watch them for three months throughout that entire process. I assume they're going to start right at the first dose and then three months after the second dose. So all in total, almost four months. So three months, three weeks. Um, just because it's actually not available to roll out to everyday Americans yet under the emergency authorization, which is actually, I didn't even know that. The reason that they only have so many is one, it takes a while to make them. And two, it actually has to be cleared for widespread use or the companies are freed from liability, which just means if something goes wrong, that's tough. I don't know what to tell you. But the way that these vaccines were actually made is super interesting where they actually don't inject you with the live virus or not a live virus, a dead virus, but some type of virus of that virus is still in you, whether it's, I mean, it's obviously dead. Otherwise that wouldn't be a good thing. Um, they actually take the RNA from the, the RNA from uh, COVID and they inject that into your body, into your cells and essentially trick your body into thinking that you have COVID and that it's essentially a workaround. So you don't have to have a dead version of COVID injected into you. It's never been done before. Very impressive stuff. That's its own thing. But just know that 
the so it's essentially the important things to know here are yes they do drop it down to as long as it's at least 50 percent effective and it does more good than harm doesn't mean it has to be safe it means that it has to be at least 50 percent effective and do more good than harm the good thing, these are 90% effective and it does very little harm. I mean, from everything they've seen so far, the only thing that they've said since they've started inject, the UK were the first to approve it. And I understand why people in the US are kind of like, come on, what's taking so long kind of thing. But at the same time, do you want it to be, do you want us to say it's safe or not? I understand that these companies said they're safe, but they have a reason to say it's safe. They are making money. The FDA is there to say, okay, is this actually safe? Can we approve it for emergency use? But there is a 95, so 90 to 95%, depending on what vaccine you get, effective rate. And the, the side effects are exactly what you would expect. You're going to have a sore arm. You're going to, you might have a slight fever. You're going to be achy. Um, however, depending on, honestly, depending on how you want to look at this, more likely than not, if I get COVID, it's going to be bad for not even a day if I have symptoms at all. I'm a very healthy person. I have a very healthy lifestyle. I don't eat too much junk food. I don't drink all the time. So personally, I probably wouldn't get the vaccine because it could go to somebody of higher risk. And for it, like if this thing was deadly, I would want it. Of course, who wouldn't? But where this isn't deadly and I wear masks, I don't go anywhere, I deliver packages for a living, so I'm, al I'm alone a lot in my package car. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for me to get it. I'm not like, I'm essential, but I'm not front lines essential, if that makes sense. Like, like um, store clerks, they're more likely to get it. I am not as likely to get it as a lot of other people are simply because I isolate. I only stay home with my family and my household and I go to work. But even then, I don't interact with people at work. I wear my mask, stay socially distanced, walk straight to my um, package car. That's my day. I don't talk to people. Haven't since March. Kind of lonely. That's why I have, that's why I have two podcasts. Uh, Juice Box Talk. Go listen to the other one. Um, the, but just know that it, it is safe. And it is better than death. And the sooner that we get this done, the sooner we can go back to life pre-COVID. I don't know if you remember life pre-COVID. I do not. I just remember not wearing masks. But now I reminisce about the days when I can just, oh, when I would be upset if I forgot my wallet in my car and I was in the store. Now I have to go back for my wallet and then go back again because I forgot my mask. And then you get like that weird kind of anxiety whenever you watch like a, I don't know if you guys feel this, whenever you watch a, video and you notice that they don't have masks on i'm like what are you guys doing don't you know there's a pandemic and i look and i'm like oh oh yeah this movie was made back when life was fun so that's its own thing but so that that's really all i have so far on these on the emergency use is just know that it's safe it is true that it only needs to be it only needs to do more good than harm and it only needs to be 50 percent effective but the studies that they have done so far and that they will continue to do say that side effects are minimum, minimal. So this is pretty much as safe as your seasonal flu shot, but it's quite two to three times more effective depending on the year of the flu shot that you're getting. So just know that. 
All right. And then the last topic I want to talk about with you guys today was one that um has been trending a lot on TikTok. And it's it's about um Alfred Borges. I I honestly don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not meaning to be rude. I haven't seen anybody pronounce it. Um and Brandon Bernard. Brandon Bernard was the more recent death. So we'll we'll actually start with Brandon then because it's gonna be the most recent, excuse me. And so he's the one who uh, most notably Kim Kardashian was tried to get off death row and not get murdered. But what most people don't know is exactly what he did. So I'm going to tell you why he was on death row and why it probably wasn't the worst that Kim Kardashian didn't not get him murdered. So back in 2000, so bigger warning, it, this is graphic. So if you're faint of heart and don't, and just want to, these guys do both of these two deserved to die in my opinion and apparently in the opinion of the supreme court and the president so the people that could have saved them did not because they did not deserve the saving um but if you're going to stick around let's start so um brandon was sentenced to death in 2000 in waco texas so at 18 years old and he was only 18 which makes him one of the youngest people to ever receive a federal death sentence so in 1999 three teenagers kidnapped um, so three to three teenagers kidnapped Todd and Stacy Bagley. So three teenagers being Brandon, two other people. And so they kidnapped them, took all their money, kidnapped them in the victim's car, put them in the trunk of their own car, drove around with them for several hours while trying to pawn Stacy's ring. So they robbed them, robbed the, the, I assume, engagement ring off the young lady. They had him in the trunk. While they were trying to go to pawn shops to pawn the ring. I know, great people. So, um, Bernard and another teenager joined the trio later in a separate car. So, this is, this is what's important. So, there was three teenagers, and then Bernard and another teenager joined later. And eventually, one of the teenagers who had abducted the Bagleys, his name was Christopher Viola. I, Christopher V. I, I can't pronounce the last name. Last names are getting extremely hard. So this Christopher guy shot the couple in the head while they were still in the trunk. Effect, so effectively killing Todd and knocking Stacy unconscious. And then this Christopher V character directed Bernard to light the car on fire. So they said, oh, it, um, they said the shot to the head killed Todd and it knocked Stacy unconscious. So Stacy was still unconscious. Keep in mind, they were in the trunk for six hours. Six hours, they were living life in fear, hoping that they would be allowed to live, that these monsters would grant them the permission to live. And so Christopher V shot, shot and killed. So Christopher V shot and killed Todd and knocked Stacy unconscious. When the shot, they say, knocked Stacy unconscious. He directed Bernard, the guy who just got executed, to light the car on fire. So uh, let's assume that the shot to the head killed the, killed the male and the female was just knocked unconscious. You don't stay asleep when you're burned alive. That's not how that works. So imagine the fear that they felt when if you can't try Bernard for both, you can certainly charge him for lighting a person on fire. That's, I mean, then then Chris, so, so those two, 
those two are the ones that actually committed the more serious aside from obviously kidnapping and mugging somebody. And then, so the, the government tried Bernard and Christopher together as adults. The other three defendants were under 18 at the time, were not charged with capital offenses. And Christopher V was given the death sentence on three capital counts. And Bernard was given the life without parole on two counts. And the third count was the death sentence of um, the person that he lit on fire in the back of a car. I mean, Jesus, this really shouldn't be that hard to understand, but everybody felt bad for him. And everybody as this is that woke culture that you follow me on Twitter or TikTok, Mem and SLC on both. I always, anytime I see it, it just bugs me so much. I have to say something. And they only brought up, they didn't bring up the crimes. They didn't bring up that he said he's sorry. I, if I was that family member, if you lit my kid on fire, I don't care how sorry you are. My child did not deserve to be driven around in a trunk for six hours and then see their partner shot in the head and you light them on fire or vice versa. My kid does not deserve to be shot in the head by thugs. That's, that's I mean, there's no, there's no other way to say that. But essentially, everyone was upset that uh, another black guy was murdered by the death penalty, even though he said he was sorry and jurors felt bad that they gave him the death sentence. Why would you feel bad you gave him the death sentence? Did he light the car on fire? I know somebody else told him to, but that other person got the death sentence and he's been executed. He got executed a while ago. He got executed a couple months ago. No one talked about him. So I don't understand why now that Kim Kardashian says this person deserves to live, this person deserves to live. Did you ask the family if they wanted him executed? Because they were there for the execution. They said that when he apologized for the final time that they actually believed he finally meant it, but now they actually have a chance to heal. That's what they said. So I don't want to hear from all these teenagers saying, well, they shouldn't have done it because blah, blah, blah. No, no. He was tried as an adult because he was over 18. He, the other kid, shot the guy in the head. He got the death penalty. No one cared. This one lit the car on fire with the young lady still inside. She was unconscious. You cannot convince me that she did not wake up to witness herself be burned alive. That's just not how, that's just not how that works. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. If you believe that, you're wrong. And I hope to God you never have to experience something that awful. Let's now talk about Alfred, the other guy who was sentenced to death in, 20, in 2004 in Texas. So Florida is the home of the really weirdos. Texas is the form of the people who are just insane that love killing things. I don't know what the hell that is. So in 2004, Alfred was found guilty of murdering his two and a half year old daughter. This case was hard to research. So I'll try to, again, I'll post links so you guys can read it for yourself in case you don't think I'm telling the truth. And something like this. Go ahead and leave me a comment if you also believe that. I'm more than happy. Tell me something I don't know, honestly. Tell me something I don't know. That's totally fine. So essentially, he did not have custody of his daughter, right? So he, um, him, the daughter, him and his ex-girlfriend had a daughter together. He, want, he was a truck driver. He wanted to bring her with as a road trip. So he um, actually got through the courts custody temporary custody so they can both go on this trip so we'll start off from there because that's how this led up to this point 
he was there was evidence when they found her dead that there was abuse wounds and he admitted that he would hit her beat her punch her everything awful truly awful human being and this first the police were first notified when he was backing up his truck to a loading dock and his daughter tripped over her training potty and alfred became enraged and slammed the back of her head into the tri- into the truck's window and dashboard killing her and then on march 16th uh, of 04 so this is 2 years later and so he was he was arrested obviously waiting trial and on march 16th of 04 a jury in the us district court of the southern district of texas found alfred guilty of murder within the special jurisdiction of the united states territorial jurisdiction of the united states so essentially they were able to try him under federal law um and they tried to so he of course appealed lost that and then they tried to file a motion because they said he was not mentally sound and that got denied went up to the supreme court the 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 supreme court of the state got denied went up to the supreme court federally for the supreme court of the united states and that also got denied so everyone was upset purely because um, so he was originally scheduled to be executed on January 13th of 2020. The execution was first stayed in November 19th. So he was supposed to get executed in November 9th or in November of 2019. And they pushed it back and then stay. And then they pushed it back again by a federal judge in March. So um the so the the reason that the federal judge pushed it back was the he said that the legal team presented compelling evidence that um, Alfred was, has an intellectual disability under the current legal standards. So the way that the law is written, they he felt that okay, the evidence that they provided actually shed some light on the subject or shed some light that they should at least hear it out. So you can't murder somebody if they are not fit to stand trial. So they. He pushed it back to hear that. And then the Supreme Court ruled <clears throat> the Supreme. So the Supreme Court ruled in 02 in a different case that executing someone with intellectual dis- disabilities violates their constitutional protection against cruel and unusual punishment. Like um, if your child doesn't know that you're not supposed to dump milk all over the floor, then you tell them you're not supposed to dunk mil- dump milk all over the floor. You don't just slap them. So um, the ruling was overturned by the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals on October 6th of this year. And then um, Alfred's new execution date was set on November 20th. His legal team filed a petition before the Supreme Court of the United States asking that his execution be um, delayed to a lower court. So a lower court could hold a new hearing on new evidence of his disability. But the, um, the swiftness of scheduling the swiftness of the scheduling of these executions was on a basis of a lawsuit filed jointly by Bernard and um, Alfred's legal team. So Bernard, guy from the last case, Alfred's legal team. So they realized both of these guys might not be all the way there, whatever. Bernard, they tried to argue. He was young. He didn't know what he was doing. He left the car on fire. That's not going back there. Um, but they tried to file these to get these cases stayed. Um because technically you need to get 90 days notice before they murder you. 
and they didn't give them the full 90 days. However, they went ahead and executed them anyway. So, I mean, if the evidence you presented before was enough to make a judge pause and think, hmm, maybe I should hear this out. And then he realizes, no, uh, nothing you presented here actually deems you unfit to stand trial. You're still guilty. You're, there's nothing wrong with you in that sense. So you can make the argument, anybody that would do that to a child, uh, there has to be something wrong with them. I'll make you the argument that kind of evil does not belong in this world. And it looks like the courts agreed. So if you want to defend these guys, you're going to have to give me something more than saying how in, in Brandon's case, how that's okay to light somebody on fire when you're on 18 in the back of the car, when they were driven around fearing for their lives, they, the, the male in that relationship got shot in the head. Other one was knocked unconscious by the shot, woke up being burned alive. And then with Alfred's case, if you can explain to me how him abusing his two and a half year old who didn't know what was happening, she would just be hit, be hit with belts, cords, straight up punched. And he beat her to death by slamming her head into things in front of other people. You can't, you can't tell me that there's not a reason that these people should not have been murdered. So if courts granted them sane and fit to, fit to be in the case that uh, there's, I honestly don't know what you can tell me that isn't already readily available. They probably already have it read. So what I'm going to start doing when I do these podcasts, so you know I'm not full of absolute shit, I'm going to post all the links that I use and um, trying to use like unbiased links. And if I see an unbiased link, I'll go to like researching the CARES Act. If it shows up on MSNBC, then I'm going to go over to the actual government website, pull information straight from there, link that. So I'll definitely link all my sources in the show notes. So let me know what you guys think about anything I've said here. If you agree, if you disagree, why? Um, go ahead, um, rate, review, subscribe. Um, just try to do these podcasts weekly, if not bi-weekly, maybe a little bit shorter if they're more, more if I do them more often. And uh, subscribe to my TikTok. I'm gonna start putting these on TikTok in short forms about the keynotes of each case. Um, Metman SLC on all platforms and we'll see you guys next week.